Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a video and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Today, I am delighted to welcome a very, very senior public relations professional, Nitin Mantri. Nitin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nitin is the group CEO of Avian We. He is the president of the International Communications Consultancy Organization, ICCO, and he is the past president of the Public Relations Consultants Association of India, or PRCAI. Nathan, what would you say are three key milestones in your life or career? Okay, uh, thanks. First, I'm very glad to be here, Ashutosh. Thank you for having me. So if I uh, really begin, I think um, uh, first, I would say one of the key milestones was really uh, of getting into this public relations business or communications business, really. I finished my MBA in, uh, in, in the mid-90s. And then, you know, I spoke to one of my friends who was also a mentor, and he told me to get into public relations or comms. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think, a defining moment because I really didn't know much about this profession, to be honest, at that mm-hmm. time. It was like, you've done your MBA, you get into a marketing job, right, or a finance job, right? Yeah. So... I think the second piece really was about uh, turning point was really that after working here for about seven, eight, seven odd years, I got a break and I went to the UK. I spent seven years working in London and that was a great exposure to the comms industry and how, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the diff- just difference between working in India or Asia than compared to uh, the UK or, or the Western region. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the third and the most important milestone really was me turning an entrepreneur. Okay. So after my stint in the UK for seven years, I kind of came back, uh, uh, partnered with Nikhil, my business partner. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of um, was a great turning point because I kind of, you know, we set up, uh, I mean, Avian was existing that time, Nikhil just set it up. I joined him as a business partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, you know, when I joined Avian, we were very, very small. We only had about, you know, four or five people, just a small office. And it kind of gave wings to my dream of becoming an entrepreneur. So okay. today we are, we are a much bigger, large consultancy. Terrific. So let's move straight to Avian V. And, uh, you know, I'd love to know what are you doing in Avian V? A little more about your venture. We are, a, we are like an integrated communications firm in India. Uh, we started back in 2004 uh, with really uh, focused around core public relations services. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the years, you know, so when we started, we were, of course, you know, like any other public relations firm. And one of the things I thought we would do is not to be, you know, the fourth, fifth or sixth public relations firm, but be first in everything as the PR profession profession was developing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were the first, uh, among the first few uh, firms to start a digital practice, uh, a public affairs practice, which is really uh, led by a subsidiary called Chase India. And also our uh, social impact practice, which is really about deliver- delivering purpose-driven campaigns. Uh, today, as the world changes a little bit more, uh, I'm, uh, you know, we're starting our uh, practice called Insights Analytics. It's already started actually earlier this year, uh, and that's kind of going strong as well now. Okay. So, um, you know, that's been the journey over the years. Uh, we started very small in a tiny apartment in 2004. We were called Avian Media at that time, and. Uh, uh, you know, Nikhil, my business partner, uh, Manas, are uh, uh, another co-founder of Chase, which is a public policy firm, our national head for public relations, Neha. Mm-hmm. We're just a very few core team, which is still there, by the way, which is still here. Fantastic. And then we kind of, you know, grew from there. And today we are about 260 people, mm-hmm. uh, uh, close to 270 actually now uh, across uh, different uh, uh, domains. 
uh, we also in 2018 decided to start exiting the business and we became part of e-communication which is one of the largest communications firms uh, in the world okay um, i think the, the reward really has been over the years about about recognition in the terms of our people our work which we've got we've been great place to great place to work certified for many years uh, three years consecutively uh, we were already in the top 50 last year uh, in the great places to work uh, we've been agency of the year con- consistently 2015 17 19 again 20 mm-hmm. so it's it's been great great journey terrific so my next question to you is that you know you spent so many years in public relations for a lot of our viewers and listeners tell me what is public relations and why is it important in the corporate world <laughs> okay so public relations is basically if i put it in, in a single line it's the management of perception mm-hmm. we manage uh, we manage build perception by really what i call tailoring messages or information uh, to manage different audiences mm-hmm. uh, and when i say different audiences it could be we may reach out to different audiences through sometimes the media or even directly through to consumers or policy makers or regulators mm-hmm. uh, but that's really what we do and uh, i think for a business to be successful storytelling must sit at the center of everything it does and every story every executive platform every campaign must directly impact uh, the business so uh, you know from a new feature announcement to a broad based brand purpose platform it's the human impact that really matters and without that without that cohesive you know the human story running through every stakeholder touch point hmm. it runs the risk of feeling kind of fragmentary right so what what we do is that's where pr really comes in as com- communicators we find compelling stories and set them in motion we okay kind of give what i call head turning innovations a place on the world stage hmm. we protect enhance and build reputation by finding more positivity and messages and translating them into positive stories okay so you know i mean i can keep going but i mean in a nutshell that's what we do so let me let me now ask you you know when i was reading about you you said that you are an expert in mitigating crises my <laughs> question to you is that can you give me an example without any client name without any other thing but can you give me an example of how this works so you know crises can be several um, uh, usually in a crises you will have uh, you know um, unfortunately a loss of asset financial loss or you may have a loss of life or injury etc um or uh, and and more important you, you these all relate to lo- back, back to loss of reputation so a crisis um, you know we've consulted with large conglomerates uh, in a large boardroom battle a couple of years back mm-hmm. uh, which was the tata group uh, i think for for me one of the biggest learnings and great experience of having worked very closely with that with uh, with the tata trusts uh, that was about uh, i mean we all know what it was it was about um, how they were changing uh, leadership uh, at the tata trusts mm-hmm. uh, the tata sons uh, we represent a large medical company on some of the product issues which were under fire for uh, you know for their for the recall uh, we've consulted several aviation companies uh, in in the aviation sector uh, where they've had problems with engines or stuff like that so it's 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 across the board really interesting uh, you know so yeah so that's then- it's it's and at yeah. what stage you know does a company who's your client realize that let me call in the experts because i'm now in a crisis mode you know usually we tell clients to bring us on board very very quickly uh, much before and we do a risk audit and keep the crisis manual in place mm-hmm. uh, that that's uh, a few of the clients do do that 
but many times the clients will call us uh, we're just going through a crisis right now with a startup clients will just call us when they're bang in the middle of it sometimes we come in when the horse has already bolted okay. to be honest sometimes uh, we come in when we can we are able to manage the crisis right so yeah a lot it depends honestly i mean like i said in the previous example i gave of the of the large conglomerate the tata tata group we were called in much before mm-hmm. uh, you know where we could create you know a plan scenario and and work through it okay. uh, in the case of another large medical company i mentioned we were called right in the middle of the crisis where a lot lot had happened so it depends client to client but so, earlier the better so what you are saying is you don't want to be firefighters but more like prevention that's the idea because once you're firefighting then uh, you've lost reputation is is gone for a toss honestly on it's already very well said so let's now move on uh, you know again one of the things that i was reading about you was that you train c suite uh, executives in managing media help me understand what this means yeah. what is the process yes we have trained several c c suite executives i think what that means really is how do you you know so the the way it's structured is we really talk to them about the media landscape mm-hmm. how uh, the media landscape works in india how it's changing mm-hmm. you know we talk about how the media works how they function uh, there needs to be an understanding and respect for the media you know we can't we can't take it very casually because honestly the media does report they report fairly most of them and um, to be fair uh, we need to have mutual respect for each other when mm-hmm. we work with them mm-hmm. then we go on you know as part of that uh, program we go on to talk about some tricks that the media may use mm-hmm. so you know all journalists do have uh, their own ways of uh, talking to companies and trying to elicit information that they may not want to give out Okay. and that's becomes a story so we we try to provide guidance on what to say what not to say mm. so that's comes in very handy uh for you know many clients we we've, we've done that and it's come very very useful we do that i mean i mean i personally do the training programs for for many clients on a regular basis which which means that before someone heads out to a press conference you would you know prep them up properly and make sure that they don't right. reach a crisis right. situation yes hopefully not yes well said So now my next question is you know that I've been in the corporate world for many many years and it is we were always told that it is very easy to destroy a reputation it is very difficult to build a reputation so from a PR perspective what are the kind of qualities a CEO should have yes you're absolutely right uh, reputation can be destroyed you know it's sometimes it takes years to build a reputation takes 2 minutes to destroy it um i think um a ceo i mean firstly a ceo needs to think very holistically hmm. about the role of the companies in the global community hmm. and take steps that actually have a real impact i think a great ceo is somebody who looks beyond the bottom line who thinks holistically about the world and the place of his or her business is in and talks about to what end hmm. to me that's the most important question of question of all you know I think increasingly I've been talking about leading with purpose. I think leaders need to work for more than just shareholder interests. You know, I believe, you know, if you do if you have a purpose, profits will follow. Mm-hmm. And therefore they need to live their values and stand shoulder to shoulder with their employees mm-hmm. and communities. They must act on on really what they call clear bold purpose. I mean there are many examples of right from Microsoft what they're doing on uh, carbon emission to uh, Rekhit Ben Kaiser on Dettol what they're doing around Banega Swachh India program. Mm-hmm. You know, so I actually feel those two are very important purpose bringing holistically of course and there are other things which I 
uh, always tell people one is being agile and being respect respectful and empathetic towards your employees i think those are some of the four five values which a leader should have and uh, you know one of the things that again i have seen many times in in the corporate world is that too many people try to shoot off their mouth or give their impressions to people in the media and i'm sure you encounter this all the time what should a brief be that only empowered people are allowed to speak in which case some people say you're muzzling us so what are your thoughts <laughs> uh, no i think um, we we usually depends on the client we recommend to have not more than two or three people speak to the media mm-hmm. uh, i think it's not about muzzling it's about being consistent in messaging correct i think when you're consistent in messaging you know your brand purpose your brand values come out much stronger mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's very important mm-hmm. and also i think uh, you know those two three people are then trained and they can give the larger picture clear picture to uh, customers and not confuse them so uh, that's definitely that's that's the core reason behind it's not about muscling it's more about being consistent fair enough well said so let's come back to now uh, you and uh, avian we tell me what are the values that you have within your organization so i think um, i like to keep it simple i think focus on people and clients the rest mm-hmm. will follow mm-hmm. you know i focused uh, you know really nikhil and i have focused on building the right kind of company strong on growth and high in values mm-hmm. so some of the values that define us is knowledge uh, being ethical committed and passion you know so i think that really defines us the way we work today you know as uh, ethics is very 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 important in our business today mm-hmm. you know and and people do uh, we do a, we run a you know we have a public policy arm as well which is even more important to have ethics in place mm-hmm. we set up our own advisory board to make sure that we had eminent people who were watching over us on an in an advisory capacity to make mm-hmm. sure we did the right things all the time and that's helped us as well okay. um and i think that really i would say three pillars to our business uh, my the people who come first always committed on on people their career paths they are you know linked to organization goals clients i think clients are for life a philosophy that i have been ingrained with every people within the business and finally business sustainability you know contribute meaningfully to efforts in the industry whether i do that as eco or prci or otherwise okay and as the group ceo what is your leadership style you know my leadership style is very grounded and simple i okay. i like to keep people and clients at the center of everything i do mm. uh, and i believe in you know seeing others people's promises and celebrating them okay so it's it's very simple okay and my next question to you nitin is that you know how is pr or public relations different from networking you know um, this is a very age old question because yeah. people used to ask us so pr so you kind of what do you do you meet people mm. so and whenever i asked in the past many years ago if somebody i've interviewed and say said and i asked them what do you understand about pr and they said uh, oh you know i love meeting people so that's why i'm getting this business and i don't hire them correct so let me put it that you know that's part of the answer to your question but honestly networking is meeting people in a social setting or, in, or at an event i guess but mm. pr is like i said more about the management of perception okay so it's uh, you know networking you know if you're you run a successful business mm-hmm. if you play golf and meet people that's networking right so you do, you, you need that in in a business for running your own firm uh, we need that in running our own firm networking is part and parcel of every industry yeah agree so you know now let's talk about the two associations of the industry bodies you've been part of one is iccio and the other is prcai 
what is the role of these bodies in the pr industry so uh, bodies like uh, icco eco and prci they keep a largely the ideas to keep a watch on the way we serve our clients provide a forum for senior management of the world's best consultancies to meet and address issues of mm-hmm. mutual interest uh, and concern they they you know we want to raise standards of quality address ethical issues mm-hmm. you know really harmonize the professional pr consultancy practice and of course uh, more importantly share knowledge okay. eco for example has been working for over 30 years to raise the industry's professional and ethical standards mm-hmm. uh, encourage high quality service uh, amongst its members Uh, and increase the visibility and the value and the role of public relations okay so you know so you know we in, in fact uh, uh, you know there's been instances for example the bell pottinger issue which happened prc uh, in the uk where prca expelled uh, one of its most high profile members so you know for example so those are some of the examples uh local bodies would do who are our members mm. uh we also constituted the helsinki declaration which is uh, a declaration of how we will work ethically okay so that's uh, that's how globally we do and prca is the local in the india body and we've really done a lot of work today most you know in my last 5 years as president we've done some amazing work in terms of uh, reaching out creating a very united member base for for the industry mm-hmm. and really increasing the what i say not only the value but the you know the popularity of comms as a profession as well okay okay and my last question to you uh, on pr before i move to the next segment which is some questions for you personally you know you are on the board of the school of communications and reputation i have two questions related to this one is tell me about the school and second tell me are millennials really taking up pr as a career okay so first question is uh, uh, school of comms and reputation uh, or i call it score mm-hmm. uh, Firstly, it's the only school that is uh, dedicated to public relations and comms, really, okay. right? Or reputation and communications. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's anybody else who have who have a dedicated school like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was born as an idea by a close friend of mine uh, and somebody I know, a common person who invested in it. Uh, it's now, I think, in its fifth or sixth year, uh, fifth year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's small, but it's very focused. Uh, they do some great work. Mm-hmm. uh in how they teach kids uh, uh you know imbibe uh, the more i would say uh, progressive or contemporary public relations and communications work and the kids have great exposure because you know the same people also run or are partners in running a lot of pr big conferences in india mm-hmm. <clears throat> so pr um, so are millennials taking a pr as a career uh, yes of course you know pr has evolved in many different ways across A variety of platforms across the last 20 i mean when i started my career 25 almost 25 years back uh, we didn't have digital we didn't have social we didn't have analytics uh, public policy in india was seen as a bad word uh, you know um, today there's a larger percentage of pr which is now driven by digital so and our and the young millennials are they have you know they are natives you know right so they are natives to digital work so so they're eager to offer fresh perspective creativity and do some more purposeful work mm-hmm. also a lot of purposeful work is happening in communication and i think a lot of the millennials are keen on doing that some some of that work okay so yes are they taking up yes wonderful uh, do we want more of them absolutely <laughs> well said so now time for a few questions for you personally listen you know you've had an amazing amount of success in whatever you have done you know reached the top of your own industry group etc what does success mean to you 
Um, success really means uh, honestly building genuine and purposeful relationships with uh, people, with my people, with clients. Uh, and I think at the core, we are a very relationship-driven firm. You know, from the very beginning, we have a culture of goodness in how we connect, collaborate, and act on things that matter to us. You know, and with humility, empathy, I would say. You know, so I think that's really what success is. Okay. And a follow-up question to that would be that where do you draw your inspiration from? <laughs> you know, it's it's amazing. You know, I, I like to use a vision of a global firm, global uh, founder Melissa. Uh, she talks about the using the power of communications to move people to positive action. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great to see some of the change you can actually effect mm-hmm. by using communications and moving people, delivering more positive action in the world. Uh, then, of course. of course inspiration comes from people from my people and my clients it's a time i spend with them you know honestly it's it's great okay. so i have time for two more questions for you uh, my next question to you is on failure and i asked this from many of my guests in fact i have a new book coming out on failure uh, and i've often said you know in india and south asia or asia parents don't teach children that it's okay to fail correct my question to you is what have been some of your learnings from maybe some of your mistakes or failures um okay so i think there have been mistakes along the way i'm not going to deny that there have been some genuine mistakes and predictions that didn't go didn't come through and they all contribute to learnings i mean uh, i won't say that i can't pinpoint like a big one big mistake yeah. or failure you would say but mistakes could have been in the uh, sometimes in the kind of people you worked with maybe sometimes the people you've partnered with mm-hmm. uh you know sometimes you may have laid your bet on a certain sector that would come through to you or a certain uh, business stream that would come through which didn't come through for example so you, you know they they've all been um, you know in, in the middle of my career i also joined a dot com in the middle for about 8 9 months okay while i would say did i really need that but again that those that that mistake or i would say that stroke of luck in a way also taught me a lot about entrepreneurship and you know mm-hmm. uh, on what not to do right okay. so one thing that did tell me was always have uh, you know uh, always have a business plan mm-hmm. a lot of dot com didn't have a big business plan in the early days i'm talking about 99 2000 to be honest yeah. so and i think i think that my biggest learning in general over over the years has been that when you if you're starting up as a business you should have a mentor Mm-hmm. they should you should look at building an institution that requires the right partner to build and and a vision and mission for the company okay. so you know you you can't have a mom and pop shop you need to have a const, uh, need to have a build an institution to be honest okay and and this is my last question to you when i come back to the pandemic that we seem to be faced with all over the world how are you rethinking your own business and your life in the new world order so you know <laughs> i'm not you know i love what i do to be honest you know uh, of course uh, we will evolve as industry evolves uh, you know we're doing a lot of things that uh, the industry has been doing uh, you know uh, do i want to change anything at the moment no but i yes i want to be at the center of learning more and more and more hmm. absolutely because the reason i'm asking this question is that public relation means meeting a lot of people i guess you are now yeah. doing it all online isn't it we are we are uh, it's amazing we haven't gone back to work since march uh, 16th of march no, no. so when we uh, started work from home 
but I can tell you one thing: the publications industry. We may move to a little more hybrid model, maybe. Mm-hmm. But we will be back uh, in offices. We need to meet people. Uh, there is uh, not for the not because our work is suffering, but I think I just feel as an as a firm, as a consultancy or an agency, you know, you have to work together with people mm-hmm. and build creativity. You know, creative campaigns come when you all everybody sitting together and brainstorming. Mm-hmm. can you brainstorm on zoom or teams yes you can but you know i i just feel that you don't get the same focused okay. attention of people okay. which you would get sitting together you know in a in a room absolutely so we have to get back we have to get back to work absolutely nitin thank you so much it's been such a pleasure speaking to you i wish you. you and everything else you are doing lots of success thank you Thank you for listening to the brand called You video cast and podcast. A platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.